Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Breeding Guild Podcast. Ah! And the broadcast is live. It says it right on the screen. Go with what that. is fucking up, everybody? Welcome to episode 82 of the Cretans Guild Podcast, and happy second birthday to the single greatest mascot in the history of professional sports and the guy I am repping the orange today. Because it is his birthday. Happy birthday to Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, I hope you enjoy your meth because clearly <laughs> you're on some. Uh, we are, of course, part of the Podfix Network. That is podfixnetwork.com. Somehow they haven't kicked us out yet. Listen to Cast Like Headline Heroes. These are guys that take a crack at original comic book world building by giving superhero or villain story origins from bizarre headlines. They're going to rip things straight from the headlines and give you superhero origin stories. It's pretty fucking awesome. Not going to lie to you. Uh, so it is just Bob and I rocking it today from the guild, but we do have special guild member, guest, friend, and all-around awesome guy. Adam from the East Coast Games podcast, Xbox Quest podcast, and my personal favorite, the Isle of Misfit Rolls. Adam, welcome back to the show. It has been too goddamn long, my friend. Hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah, way too long. I'll, okay. I'll work to get you guys kicked out of Potfix. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I we're think we're doing pretty well on our own. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's going to happen. Uh, it's uh, they already have enough of Cretans Guild like shows. <laughs> so we haven't even been there a year, and they're already tired of our shit. So yeah, it's it's only a matter of time before we get the letter saying, "Hey, it's not you, it's us." Wait for Christmas. Let's go. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Do they know? They. Do they- I- Keith was on last year's Christmas special. So, oh my God! So this is Keith's reputation up for it too. Oh shit! Yeah, because yeah, he he's the guy who backed us to get into <laughs> the network. Really sorry about that, Keith. Uh really, really, really sorry about that. <laughs> Your reputation will suffer because of our inane idiocy. Uh, today, guys, uh, unfortunately, Corey is out. Corey is in the midst of a self discovery trip across the United States. I think about. A walk. Yeah, we're, we're gonna call it a drive about. Uh, he, he's taking the flex out for a spin, perhaps for a flex, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, and uh, he will not be able to join us tonight. But uh, as I said, Adam is here, and we are going to be talking about something that is passionate to all of us: video games. Because I don't know if anyone has noticed, but fuck bunnies, a lot of shit has happened in the world of gaming over the last <laughs> six days. Is that a like, uh, unique m- unit of measurement there? Uh, well, that's an official unit of measurement here in yeah. Michigan is, is a fuck bunny. Yeah, it's it's like a metric ton or a shit ton. It's somewhere in that area. You know, it's it's roughly 2000 pounds of fucking bunnies. Mm, eight fuck bunnies in a gross, actually. Very yeah, nice. actually, that's right. That's right. It's, it's roughly 37 stone for our, for our British listeners. All three of you. Uh, Bob, you would know, you know, the analytics. I don't actually know that. that no, you're actually the UK is uh, the third most listened uh, country for us. Behind, those numbers uh, up. behind us and canada well you know degenerates all of us all right uh God we're gonna kick you. things off um adam i know you are a big xbox fan did you get your series x or series pre-order in i got a series x on my first try on amazon nice dude play the nice. lotto yeah seriously because uh well i i didn't because i i know i'm good uh, I bought uh, I bought a first gen Xbox 360 when it launched. I bought a first gen PS4 when it launched, uh, and I got fucked both times by the hardware. So I am perfectly fine pumping the brakes on it. Now, if it's a Nintendo hardware, not a problem because this guy right here still going strong from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Xbox 360, I'm on number three, so <laughs> <laughs> not not going so well for me. Series X, what made you decide, other than the fact that you are an Xbox fan, uh, what what made you choose that over anything? Why the X over the S? Why the Xbox over the PS5? And what games are you looking forward to getting to for the X? Uh, for me, if I'm going to get a next-gen console, I might as well get the one with the most power. Sure. Honestly, like people make can make jokes about teraflops, but that shit actually matters. As a newly christened PC gamer, let me tell you, power matters. So... If I'm going to sit down on the TV, I kind of want the best one. And again, I also am an Xbox guy, so I'm like, I'm going to 
at five hundred dollars. Sure, whatever. That's not a big deal. It's the thing I liked about uh, everything that happened with the Series X and the Series S specifically uh, was Microsoft didn't really fuck around. Like they didn't beat around the bush with what was going on. They were like, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is when you can pre-order. This is how much it's going to be. We're done." Uh, and and I appreciated that because they could have gone a different direction, which we'll get to. Oh yeah, in a minute. <laughs> What, what game in particular is standing out to you? Because obviously Halo Infinite has been delayed mm-hmm. um, and probably for the best because it was looking a little bit rough on those uh, th- those gameplay videos from the uh, event over the summer. Um, what, though, that is going to be launching with it or in that launch window is something that's appealing to you? Well, I'm sure we'll get to it later, but there's a new company with Xbox. I'll be interested in their games. I mean, for me, I'm a Game Pass guy, right? Sure. I mean, if you have an Xbox, why wouldn't you? So yep. there's so much stuff on there and uh, I'll just play. Th- I'm a big third party dude, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. like Assassin's Creed and, you know, uh, Watchdog. I mean, I'm just naming Ubisoft games at this point, but anything next gen, I don't I, I'm interested for it. There's nothing particular, but on day one, it'll be probably Assassin's Creed because that's when it launches. And then Cyberpunk. I know it's not next gen enhanced right off the off the bat, but I mean, that's what I'm going to be playing. So it'll sure. be nice to have that in true 4k you know probably 120 frames all that good stuff that'll be that'll be a fun time yeah Valhalla looks sick um i am a huge assassin's creed fan so that's right up there for me as well um and yeah i I keep forgetting about cyberpunk because it keeps slipping like (laughs) the date on it just continuously slides one week after the xbox launches it was when was it? it was supposed to come out in march this year wasn't it yeah yeah but hey pandemic um the only thing I'm not digging so far about the Series X and the Series S, uh, for me personally, before I get into that, the thing I am going to go with, I, I think I am going to go with a Series S to start with, just because I don't need the power. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge Xbox gamer, uh, but I will say that the that the new Xbox consoles are the ones that are more appealing to me than the PS5 is right now. But I, mean, I don't, uh, just in general. Um, there, there's there's some shit that Sony's done uh, with their announcements and stuff that's going on that just has not worked for me. So I'm I'm a little a little bit turned off with what's going on with the PS5. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I also am a Game Pass user for for my Xbox One. So w- why not? Like there's there's a ton of stuff on there. So why why wouldn't I want to use the Game Pass service? But I don't really need the X right off the bat. I don't have a 4K TV, so it's mm. it's com- pretty unnecessary for me. But I do want to be able to play those next gen games. And I figure if I do like the console enough, it's something that I can hand down to my kid once I pick up a Series X next year. That said, as a Game Pass user and as a Game Pass fan, the thing I do not like is how goddamn much the expanded storage is going to be for the Xbox. This is uh, proprietary hard drives all over again from the 360. Uh, we're talking $200 for a one terabyte drive. That's not cool. What's the normal MSRP on like a regular regular well, drive the- you just plug in? The problem is that they're they're specialized NVMe drives, yeah. so they're not the standard. So they're even the PlayStations are going to be expensive. We don't yeah. know the price on that one yet, but they're they're pricey. They're all going to be pricey. So. Yeah. It, it reminds me when Nintendo would sell you an SD card that you can get from anywhere else, but this one actually says Nintendo right there, and it, they would charge like an extra fifteen twenty bucks just for that. Yeah. So it's a it's a solid state drive, if I'm correct. Yeah, SSD uh, and NVMe. Which, yeah. Which, which means it's going to be insanely fast, uh, and that's. That's the big selling point right now for those next-gen consoles, is that you're not going to have loading times. You're going to be able to just access a game, go, and play, and not have to worry about it. So from that perspective, I look at it and say, yeah, no, I understand that, but I'm going to fill up a terabyte like that. You know, It's going to be nothing. Because if you look at stuff like, if you take the PS5 as an example, uh, Miles Morales is 105 gigabytes. Wow. Just, just at jump. And that's that is a PS4 game that is being ported to the PS5. It's 105 gigs. That that concerns me. <laughs> um, so I, I, I can see this as being a very pricey thing. I'm, I am hoping that components regulate price-wise pretty quickly, and we're able to see those prices kind of slow down a little bit. But if it is anything like the 360 hard drives, ain't gonna happen. Uh, we're, we're gonna be at ridiculously high prices for a very, very, very long time for this generation. That, that's, yeah, that's just the way it is. They've actually been leveled off for quite a while that people were expecting to jump up in price for a number of years, but they just haven't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I just picked up a five terabyte drive from my my computer and external hard drive for 80 bucks at Costco last week. 
Yeah, see, seeing seeing two hundred bucks for one terabyte, and granted, it is a solid state, so there there's there's extenuating circumstances there. It's still it's a bit of a sticker shock, to say the least. Uh, speaking of sticker shock and annoyances, uh, let's talk to PlayStation mm. because um, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, uh, now I am a PlayStation fanboy. I have been playing the PlayStation since the day the PS One launched. Um, I have bought launch day systems for everything except the PS Three. Uh, and uh, I can now toss in the PS5 on that because one, uh, I'm not spending the money on it because I didn't know what the fuck to budget for until three days before they were going to announce the release date. And yeah, I'm just, I'm not, not stoked about this. And even if I wanted to buy one, I wouldn't be able to get one at launch because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. It really bothers me that they dragged their feet for as long as they did announcing prices. It really bothers me that when they did announce prices, they didn't have enough stock to go around for people to make their pre-orders. And then magically today, Sony announces, oh yeah, no, we've got, we've got some more stock. You'll be able to pre-order more tomorrow at GameStop. In-store. In-store. In-store only, yeah. Just um, GameStop. Just GameStop. And there might be another store or two, but yeah, they're they're primarily, primarily featuring GameStop. And the thing that pisses me off about this, one, those consoles have been there. They didn't just magically appear. Like, yeah, uh, no one at Sony waved a feather and all of a sudden we had more consoles show the fuck up. Yeah, I think only they, Nintendo had that ability. Yeah, they were there. They knew they were there. They were just holding back release to create demand, which is horseshit. To say that the, the, the launch was a failure is an understatement. I mean, granted, it's going to be huge when it finally does launch and people will be ecstatic to have it, but this entire lead up has been terrible. Uh, they've been dragging their feet for six months since it first started being rumored that they were going to announce something, they've been able to announce something. They've said it's going to be holiday. They haven't said anything else until last week. I, I'm less than impressed with the new regime at, at Sony. It's not, not good. And the thing is, I agree with you. I didn't. I thought the way they handled it was bad. Them to be like, oh, here's the presentation and pre-order now, or yeah. it's like pre-order tomorrow. But Walmart's like, fuck that. <laughs> you can get it now. And it was just a yeah. mess. Yep. Um, the thing with Sony, and I'm not interested in the console at launch. There's things that I'm excited for eventually that I'll care about. But these are they're gonna you knew they were gonna sell out. So yeah. even though Sony messed up, they're like, hey, we sold out of our stock. What does it matter? Because people are excited because they love PS4. So it does I don't think they're gonna learn a lesson. I guess it won't matter till next launch, but I'm with you. I thought it was handled bad, but they made their money, so I guess they don't really care, right? Yeah. Here's to to take that a step further. Pretty much since the PS5 was announced last year, one of the things that Sony has been consistently saying is that we are a forward-looking company. We are a forward-thinking company. We are moving full on into next-gen development. All of our games will be releasing on next-gen from here on out from our first-party studios. Final games are going to be Ghost of Tsushima on the PS4, which is a fantastic fucking game and was a hell of a swan song if that's the way you're going to go out. This week, leading up, they were saying that Miles Morales is PS5. Horizon West is PS5. It's going to be PS5, PS5, PS5. So I was like, well, shit, I guess I got a PS5 if I want to play this game. Uh, no, neither Miles Morales nor Horizon Zero Dawn West are going to be PS5 exclusive. They are also going to be available on the PS4. Why would I buy this brand new system, especially when Miles Morales has been like the title you're featuring as your launch? This is our holy shit title. You can only play this on PS5, except for the part where you can totally play this on PS4. Yeah. What the fuck? The thing like, that made me mad about that, I don't care that they're backwards compatible. I think that's good. So people don't oh, have money. Totally. That's cool. But they were like, we believe in generational differences. Da, 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 da. They were going on. It's like, we only do next gen. We're not worried about the last one. And they're like, by the way, these are all of this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's that's what pissed me off too. Like when you, when you are putting out a message that says we are next generation forward thinking we are, this is the only thing we're focusing on. PS5 development is the future of our company. And then it's just like, uh, you can, yeah, no, go ahead. You can play them. That's fine. Like all you guys that already own a PS4, don't worry about it. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, I I know at least five people that were all in on buying a PS5 until that got announced, and they're like, "Well, I'm not going to now." Yeah, I was one. Yeah, I can just play it on PS4. That's all I need. I'm good. I would have bought both, but I was like, I I, I can wait, and I also, you know, I'll just wait. Like, yeah. Forget. The first year of games on a new console are never going to be perfect anyway. It's always the stuff that was in development for the previous generation that got up or something like that for the next gen. And that's the way it's going to be for this next console. And sometimes it's the console itself you need to wait a year. Exactly, for the bugs. And yeah, with this one, it's just like, oh, great. Okay, so now I, I, I know I don't have to buy anything. I can just hold off. So I guess thank you for that, Sony. But also <laughs> fuck you for that, Sony, because it's... <laughs> uh, 
I don't looking know. out for us and trying to rip us off at the same time. They're not looking out for us. No. They're trying. They're they're fucking us the whole way. That's all it is. <laughs> they're taking money and they're laughing their way to the bank, and that's how it's going to be. So that's that's what's been going on with next gen console announcements, official stuff at least. Now let's talk a little bit of rumor, boys. Let's talk yeah. the Nintendo Switch Pro, uh, and this is something that has been rumored now for over a year uh, since the Switch Lite pretty much released last year at this time people were convinced oh we're 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 months away from getting a nintendo switch pro which i'm in yeah sure give me a high quality handheld with you know 1080p handheld and better battery and yeah battery battery and can do up to 4k that sounds great but i mean let's be honest it's nintendo nintendo doesn't do shit like that that's not the way they think unless what if that is the way they're thinking now there was a shareholders meeting in nintendo this last week over in kyoto and there's a quote from that meeting. It says, Nintendo previously used to look at conventional tech that enabled a lower price and appeal to users. But now we're doing cutting edge technology. Look at how intuitive it is for users. And also battery life is important given playtime of five to six hours in a sitting. That to me says Nintendo has some shit cooking right now. And I think they need to, because if they don't, they're going to get bowled over for the next year. Yeah, they, uh, they've been innovative with their peripherals. And I think maybe they're hitting a creative ceiling. It's like, oh, we don't, what do we, what do we do next? Well, COVID has wrecked them. I mean, that oh, 20, yeah. 2020 has been a complete clusterfuck for everything that they've done. The amount of stuff that was supposed to come out, like the, if you look in the source code uh, for Mario 3D All-Stars, the, the website, that was supposed to launch in April of this year. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to lead into like a year long celebration of Mario's 35th anniversary bunch of other stuff was supposed to come out early. There was supposed to be uh, Hyrule Warriors, uh, uh, the Calamity one, was supposed to come out earlier in the year as opposed to in November. Uh, There's always the rumors of the Metroid Prime trilogy being remastered and all this other stuff. It's almost like Half-Life 3 at this point. Uh, Well, yeah, true. Well, that was was Alex. We did get that technically. You look at the stuff that was supposed to come out and was supposed to be announced and supposed to be released and Nintendo just fell flat this year. Like their big game was Animal Crossing. Perfect timing for that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fantastic. Like I I admire them for releasing a pandemic upon the globe to make everyone want to play Animal Crossing. (laughs) Great great for Nintendo. But that was pretty much it. Like granted, yeah, we had... We had Mar- we had uh, Paper Mario. That was great. We had the Mario 35th Anniversary All-Star. That's great. You know, I got both of those. But Animal Crossing was the killer IP this year. There's no question about it, even though I don't play it anymore. Uh, it's, so I'm looking forward to 2020. And I'm looking to see what's going on there. And one of the interesting things about it is there have been a lot of stuff being posted and being rumored on Twitter and, you know, like uh, 4chan and stuff like that getting reposted that developers are being told to unlock their frame rate limiters on the switch. So we're going to start seeing 60 frames a second, uh, higher resolutions and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I first thought that was going to be a possibility when the Witcher came out or Witcher three came out last year on the switch, because there was a settings menu where you could basically overclock the switch by using it and make it look incredible. Yeah. And it looks fantastic and it runs pretty well. Like it's not perfect, but it runs pretty well. So yeah, I, I think if Nintendo can put out a Switch Pro, whatever that ends up being, that's going to carry them forward a couple of years through the life cycle of the Switch to get it to about a six-year lifespan. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I don't play the Switch very often anymore. The games on it are good, like the exclusives, of course. If that's mm-hmm. if it's your cup of tea, but you're right. Like the power thing, like it's a bummer. Like the, if they did a mid-cycle, you know, Xbox and PlayStation just did it. Do a mid-cycle revision. Mm-hmm. Cause like even you know with the witcher you know you can over but like on its own that like that's not the best way to play the game like you literally yeah. should play it anywhere else that's how a lot of those the third party games that aren't indie games you should play i mean you can play them here but you should play them somewhere else yeah so if they have something that's more on on par with you know like the ps4 generation you can get a lot of ports that'll be that'll be great and I, you know, i'm with you i think that'll carry them through to the end of this you know i know they're at this weird point where they're like at a halfway between everyone else's normal cycles but if they can carry themselves that farther and get a little more power, I think I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I don't think it's a bad thing either. And I think you're going to start seeing a lot more synchronicity between what Nintendo does and what Microsoft does, because those two companies are so weirdly intertwined right now, which is really odd to say, because they were completely divergent in the 360 and GameCube or the 360 and Wii uh, generation. And there's a lot of you know, kind of back and forth and complimentary statements to each other on, you know, social media. And they're, they're always kind of working together. Like 
you get Microsoft Game Studio stuff on the Switch released all the time, which is bizarre. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you want both Ori's? Here you go. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'll be honest with you, I would be surprised because it's I'm whenever I hear Phil Spencer talk, and I love to watch Phil Spencer talk, even though I think he's a complete douchebag. I love to watch him talk because the guy's a goddamn mastermind when it comes to marketing. And he has been very, very, very careful, and as has Nintendo, about what they've said with Nintendo and xCloud. Now, xCloud is, if you don't know, is the uh, streaming service for uh, Microsoft, basically. You can play Xbox games on your Android device, on your PC, whatever. And I, I think the way they've said it is they have specifically said you will not be seeing xCloud on the current Nintendo Switch hardware. And that to me is very interesting because whenever when they were saying it earlier in the year and the, the Switch Pro rumors weren't heating up yet, I was like, yeah, okay, no, that makes sense. Half the stuff on on xCloud or on Game Pass, you're not gonna be able to play on the Switch anyway. You know, it's, it just, it won't run. You know, the, the Switch, even if it is streaming, doesn't have a great online interface. It's not got the best display for as far as a handheld goes. So playing it handheld doesn't really make a whole hell of a lot of sense. But if we're gonna get a souped up revision and we're gonna get something a little more powerful, now suddenly this is making sense to me. And this is something that, they, I again, Phil Spencer very carefully choosing his words, I think makes a little more sense. And he doesn't do that often. Usually he comes out screaming. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's 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 boisterous. He's an American CEO and, and God bless him for it. He's good at what he does. And we will get into good at what he does very shortly because there was a big thing that happened this week. I thought you were talking about me, my bad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, real briefly, um, it, it's, if anyone, you know, speaking of streaming stuff uh, with xCloud, there is, of course, Google Stadia that's on the market, uh, if anyone remembers that. Um, but Amazon today revealed uh, that Amazon Luna will be launching soon. Uh, it is actually open for uh, for signups. So if you want to go in for early access, you can. Uh, and it's going to be a $5 a month, $5 a month service. Now, they have not mentioned yet if you're going to have to buy games uh, because much like Google, they're probably playing that a little close to the chest until it gets closer to launch. So if you want to ask Alexa to launch Dirt 3 or whatever, you can. And that's going to happen with Amazon Luna. Does anyone do Stadia? No. Okay, yeah. Judging by silence, no, that's not going to happen. I do the xCloud one because it comes with my Game Pass subscription. Exactly. It comes with my Ultimate, and then I think it's great. I, I've got this pixel with a giant screen. I set it up on the dining table and play. There we go. It's awesome. Now, with Game Pass, speaking of that, I want to go into probably what is the, honestly, the biggest news of the week. When I saw this, I tweeted, games are the economy now. And I think it's true because Microsoft this week purchased ZeniMax Media for seven and a half billion dollars. And what that boils down to is Microsoft bought Bethesda, which means anything that Bethesda releases is now going to be a Microsoft Game Studio joint. And you're going to see stuff like Doom Eternal coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, You're going to see first run Bethesda games from now on launching on Game Pass day and date, which is massive. And completely, I mean, Game Pass is already worth it. This makes it, this is a no-brainer now. Like, even if you are not an Xbox gamer, just get it. Like, because <laughs> Xbox Xbox, uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate allows you to play all these games on PC as well. Why wouldn't you? It's crazy. Adam, you must have been pretty damn stoked when you saw this news. Yeah, it's wild. Like, I never, you know, because Microsoft's been buying up studios for a while now it's like all right this medium size double a's or you know maybe a triple a year and then like all right it's cool it's cool like yo we're gonna buy a whole company that's (laughs) one of the big ones and that was wild i think it's crazy because you know from bethesda studios itself you know fallout and skyrim and all those those guys those games are gonna keep coming out everywhere else but it's like hey come to xbox get game pass you'll get it for free that'll convince some people but if you want to buy it on playstation guess we get 70 percent of that cut like it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter they're they're winning either way and for me, the bigger thing is, I think it was Phil Spencer was given a given an interview, and they were talking about because um, go uh, was it the Ghostwire Tokyo mm-hmm. and Deathloop are PS5 launch exclusives, whatever that means. They're like, all right, we're honoring all the deals, of course, because you know that's how business goes. You got to honor your current deals. And they're like, all games should come to multiple consoles on a case by case basis. So, meaning again, I think the big ones, Fallout's, all that stuff will go everywhere. But I could see like, you know, Wolfenstein 3 or Dishonored 3 or, you know, Prey 2, whatever. Those, the smaller, like the Arcanes and the Machine Works and all that, maybe that'll be exclusive. Because if they gave me Dishonored 3 exclusive, 
I'm just going to give middle fingers to everybody else because I love Dishonored. And I don't play it. It is what you got to do, guys. Like, I think, again, the big ones I think will be everywhere. That's good. They'll make their money. But if they say, hey, you smaller, quote unquote, studios, give us an exclusive, I'm all in. If Arcane gives me new IP, I'm there day one. Arcane makes nothing but amazing stuff. So it's a big deal. Like, people love the first, uh, the single player story driven games on PlayStation because they're great. God of War, fantastic. Horizon, like, all that stuff's great. Can't argue that. It's like, hey, Bethesda, literally all of your studios do that exact thing. Yep. And now we have that. So I, it's a win-win. I don't, it's great. I agree. Um, I am, I, I'm right there with you on Dishonored, by the way. Those are some of my favorite games. And if you don't own them, they're like $3 used. So seriously, you're do, do yourself a favor and buy them because they're fucking fantastic. They're absolutely amazing games. I, I think we are going to see stuff like that be exclusive to Microsoft. Uh, and I, I think in the long run, you're going to see less and less stuff come out for the PlayStation because it's you're cannibalizing sales of your hardware at that point. And I understand that Microsoft sees itself as a game studio and not as a hardware company anymore. They, you know, they, they're there as it's a game as a service. That's that's their entire market strategy now. Yeah, Com- computer stuff. That's all like second nature now. It's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, and well, specifically with Xbox Game Studios, that's why you see so much stuff come out on the Switch. Because they're like, we don't care. We still get the money. Money's money. Yeah. Nintendo gets their cut. Nintendo gets their... their... <laughs> Sorry, a friend of mine is playing Steam and his name is Old Dirty Dad Bod. And it just makes me laugh my ass off every time I see it pop up. <laughs> uh, uh, so Nintendo's going to get their money. And Microsoft is happy to take the rest of it and just put that in the coffers and keep buying more studios. Interesting rumor, of course, is that they are rumored now to be purchasing Sega. I don't really see that happening. But if you know the history of the Xbox console, Xbox, the first one was basically Dreamcast 2. It ran off the same architecture. Uh, It ran off uh, memory units, which people forget (laughs) because it did have a hard drive, but there were memory units as well to store your saves. So yeah, there's, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to consider, but I don't, I don't know that I see that happening full time. Uh, I, I see some partnerships, maybe, but not not necessarily an outright purchase. There, there's too much that Sega does with like Nintendo for for that to occur. My first question is like, what what about the current Nintendo Sega partnerships that we keep seeing? Like they keep putting Sonic in all the Mario games. Well, I mean, you're. I, I don't think so. When you look at if you look at Microsoft, they they got where they are because they're pretty goddamn good at business. You know, like. They're not going to look at that and say, no, you know what? Sega ha- or Sonic has to stay on on Xbox platforms now. They're going to look at that and say, hey, no, please go play with Nintendo. Do do your Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Do do your stuff there because that's just a license to print money. Like, Especially after what happened with Rare. Yeah. And, you know, you look at our generation. Our generation will always be Nintendo versus Microsoft or Nintendo versus Sega, Nintendo versus Sega, Nintendo versus Sega. That was our console wars as kids. So we're the ones making the money now. So they would, they don't want to lose that, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably, I see that less likely happening, but it, hey, it's interesting to think about, you know? Yeah, cool idea. I don't think, yeah, I don't see that one either. Um, I just feel like a Bethesda has more, especially Western, wait, we're yeah. Western atmosphere, right? Yeah, yeah. bigger Western uh, influence. Like you're, I don't think buying Sega means all of a sudden you start selling much Xboxes in Japan more than you're going to already. No, I, I think if uh, there was something I saw on on YouTube from uh, one of the creators I follow, where he he speculated that it might lead to a partnership where the Xbox is branded as a Sega console in Japan, just to kind of spur a few more sales. And I thought that was an interesting concept, and I thought that was, that was feasible, but not necessarily likely. Them kicking off Tokyo Game Show today was a big deal. Because having a Western developer be the lead feature on day one of Tokyo Game Show is, is is pretty huge. Not a lot of big stuff announced, but still, them being them having a presence says that they're taking it seriously at least. Because they kind of punted on the Xbox One, and they had to. I mean, they sold four consoles last week, so it, literally four. Like that's not a joke. That was what oh, the hardware no. sales were in, J- in Japan was yeah, four Japan consoles. Like twenty is a good week. Yeah. Yeah, there like earlier this year there was a week where they sold 340 or something like that. And it was like, holy shit, what is going on? There's yeah. a run. <laughs> Nintendo, of course, is selling, you know, 27,000 a week. But, you know, whatever. Speaking of Nintendo, uh, the 3DS has sunset, is no longer being produced. Uh, and if anyone is surprised by this, 
why uh, they haven't been sooner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, like once the Switch came out and it overtook, you know, everything within its first year, there's no reason for the for the 3DS to be produced anymore. Like, look, the 3DS is my favorite console ever. Uh, it, it has. I have literally put thousands of hours into it. Um, have you ever taken the PS2 as the most uh, sold console of all time? No, no, definitely not. Um, I think if you if you combine the DS and 3DS sales, maybe. But the three the 3DS didn't sell nearly as well as the DS did. Uh, it had a higher price point, had a bunch of weird revisions, so people didn't know what the hardware was. You know, keep in mind this is you know 2010s Nintendo marketing. No one knows what the fuck is going on. This is you know their 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 follow up to the Wii was the Wii U. No one knew what the hell it was. Yeah, it's it didn't work. Um, so it didn't probably sold more DSs. So yeah, I mean it's it it's sad to see it sunset. I I, I hope that this means that we're going to see more DS stuff ported over because like if you look at uh, Capcom did the uh, the Mega Man X and ZX collection, uh, which has DS games on it, uh, and it works. It's it's not perfect, but it works. So I hope we see some stuff like that come over and or at least different takes on the DS games. Like I, I would love to see Bravely Default and Bravely Second. Uh, come out on the Switch with uh, when Bravely Default 2 comes out. Fun little thing here. I looked up some stats because this is just Wikipedia. Sure. Nintendo DS Family 154.02 PS2 was 155. So the DS Family almost got there, but yeah, you, you factor in 3 3DS is at 75.77 million. So yeah. about half, but that's still, you know, that's that's pretty solid for, I don't think you, they're mad about that. There's no. There's a dozen of those in this house right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have... I think in the house right now, I think I have six 3DS or 2DS consoles. Um, we we just bought them all the time. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I put the DS up on the shelf for a long time. The brick. Yeah. Oh, the the original, the OG. Yeah. 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 I actually I found my original one. I gave it to my mother-in-law like 10 years ago, and I found it last time we were at her house, just covered in dust. I was like, oh, it's a relic. Look at that. Oh, it still powers on. That's a Nintendo battery right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, some news from Ubisoft. Speaking of them uh, from earlier. Yes. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I, and really? I couldn't tell. <laughs> um, we've got... I, I got screwed out. That's why I got rid of my 360, because uh, I had the arcade. I was like, all right, I'm going to go buy... Where's this game? Where's Where'd the game go? The game, of course, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10th anniversary is this year, and at uh, Ubisoft Forward, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Uh, whatever their press event was a couple weeks ago, they announced that Scott Pilgrim was coming back. Uh, agreements have been made. The die has been cast, and you're going to be able to get the definitive edition uh, on everything, basically. Um, and it's going to have all the DLC, and it's going to be awesome, and the music's in there, you know, the soundtrack from Anamanaguchi's in place. So everything is right with the world. Uh, it's the main reason I have kept my 360. No joke is because I have that on my hard drive and I was not about to delete it. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a great game. Uh, if you like River City Ransom, if you like beat-em-ups, uh, classic 8-bit style, then it is the game for you. Bob, did you, have you ever played it? I think I played your arcade version once. Okay. Okay. I played for like maybe 30, 40 minutes. Meredith said, all right, dinner time's like, I don't want to stop playing. <laughs> How about you, Adam? Have you played it? I played the demo because all Xbox Live Arcade games had to have demos back in the day. That's true. Um, Standard. And, I, and I think by the time I wanted to actually buy it and play it, had been taken off the store or whatever. Yeah. So I never actually had to play the full version. I will now because the demo was very good. The only thing I'm a little concerned about with it is they have they've been a little bit sketchy about uh, whether or not we're going to be bringing be able to upgrade or not upgrade. So if you own the original, if you're going to be able to add that to your current consoles, like since I own the original, am I going to be able to download it on Xbox one? I don't know. We'll see. We're going to move on. Just buying it again. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, I'm going to buy it anyway. There's going to be a physical version, so I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, but anyway, we're going to move on now. Uh, that is a lot of me talking, and I apologize for that. No, you're doing great. Keep at it. So, Bob, we are going to move on. Is this going to be the the special Before giveaway? That. The giveaway? Before that. Before oh, that. Yes, that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, if you are not in the Orlando area, or if you are in the Orlando area, you probably 
have heard of Gods and Monsters. This is Orlando's best comic book shop five years in a row, as voted by readers of the Orlando Weekly Newspaper. People uh, in Brazil know about it. Yeah, people in Brazil know about it, but of course, people in Brazil know of the Todd, uh, who is a good friend of the show, good friend of mine, and is the owner of the store. Uh, we are doing a $40 gift card uh, as a giveaway. Uh, send us a DM on Instagram, Twitter, or send an email to cretansguild at gmail.com. Gmail.com, not com. With this phrase. You can try that one too. You could. It won't go through. Uh, with this phrase, next gen. And uh, if you don't live in Orlando and you're not traveling anytime soon, they will ship it to you. That's fine. They will but, ship. Yeah, it's not, yeah. And it, they're comics. They're not, they don't weigh that much. They're very easy to ship. Yep. Todd's very protective about the way he ships stuff too. Yes, he is. Uh, I, I've, I have purchased stuff from them. I've known Todd now for, Jesus, 20 years. Uh, and I've purchased wow. stuff from the store and have had it shipped up here to Michigan. And it has not been an issue. It has been packed masterfully and wonderfully and beautifully. Uh, now there is, there's something up here on th that says special event. And we'll get to that in a second, but, uh, Adam, uh, sorry, Bob, I'm going to, I'm going to throw no. a curveball here. Do it. Uh, Adam, I want you to plug your shit, dude. Tell us, tell us about your shows. Tell us about the stuff you've got going on, uh, and any special stuff you've got coming up that you want people to know about. Oh man. All right. Well, there's East coast games, which is a, uh, video game podcast, deep dive into news or whatever random current events. Xbox Quest, Xbox specific podcast, which is really nice leading into next gen. We're going to cover the news and stuff in that. It's been real fun. <laughs> every every week you got something big there. Been busy, uh, I'm going to assume. Yeah, I've been real busy. I'll have Misfit Rolls, a D&D &D actual play podcast, which I edit and star in, and that's a good time. And guys, here, here's another thing because I do too much stuff. God, you got a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I know. Right? Starting in... I think believe it's October 29th. Just pay attention to my Twitter at Adam Gumby if you if you care that much. But starting at the end of October, beginning of November, I will be in a live streamed on Twitch uh, D and D game where I'm playing with another group of people. So I'm going to be on a live stream every Thursday night, starting beginning of November, end of October. Nice. I'll have more details on that. Say follow me on Twitter. I don't know the name of it yet and all that stuff. But that is a thing that will be happening in about a month. That's awesome, dude. Uh, I, I love your shows. Um, I, I, I love misfit roles is one of my favorite things. Um, it's, it's one of those shows I just kind of put on in the background when I'm working because I don't really have much of a D and D fix up here. So it's nice to, to kind of live vicariously through that. Although I am teaching my kid and my wife about the game and teaching them how to play, which is pretty cool. Uh, but okay. So we are going to move on now. Bob, Bob said, um, he, he told Adam and I, we need to have either a whiteboard or a scrap piece of paper uh and and be, he needs to be able to read it uh, so um we we have that i don't know what's going on here i don't know what the deal is but bob take it away for special event yes as special event. on on the rundown uh, i just want to label it as special event but basically guys if you remember two weeks ago we did our first ever battle royal for the Creed's Guild Championship. Okay, and, hold on, hold the fuck on a second yeah. here. No, okay. please go. Well, yeah, because okay, this is horseshit. All yeah. right. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't Our former champ. Thank you. Who 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 won this thing? Justin Monorail from the Monday Morning Monorail Family Podcast. Okay, Justin Monocock, who can't do anything, <laughs> and stole <laughs> my title. He stole my championship. Okay, Justin. I'm going to find you, and I'm taking my belt back. Bob, carry on. I love that. I love it. So, as we know, Jay, I think you came in at 25th. Adam, you were the lucky number 30. And yeah. some Whatever. skinny guy in a Mickey Mouse t-shirt beat all of you. Very upset. So I figure it's time for some redemption. How about we have a spur-of-the-moment Cretans Guild Championship Trivia Battle Royale? Let's make it happen. Oh, wow. Okay. Was not so, <laughs> I've got a series of 13 questions, guys. All video game related, some difficult, some incredibly insanely easy. Okay. All of them worth two points each. Okay. I will keep track. I will ask the questions. You guys write it down. Don't hold it up until I tell you to. And every correct answer will be two points. Some answers, or excuse me, some questions have more than one correct answer. You will get credit for each one, if you guess that. Okay. That's not every situation, it's a few. And you know what? Just to make it 100% fair, let us introduce your current Cretans Guild champion, Justin oh. Monorail. Uh. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Jay, how's it going? I just have a question for you. Uh, Justin Monocock, how many have you got, buddy? Because one sounds good enough for me. That's all I need. The champ <laughs> is here, my friends, and I am ready to defend my title. Read it and weep, and you can use these to wipe your tears, buddy, uh, if you need them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no crying here. I was robbed. I'll take back what's mine, and I'm not letting it go. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm Bring ready. It on. Here comes the first question. What time-traveling device appears in the, the Assassin's Creed games? What is the name of the time-traveling device? Go ahead and say it when you are. Ready. 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 Go ahead. I forgot the name of this thing. Jay, you are correct. Adam, you are <laughs> correct. What, what did you hold up, Justin? That's DeLorean. DeLorean. Oh, that, 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 is, uh, that would be incorrect. No, it's right. I'm the champ. It's correct. Maybe in some other universe. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Name one of the two characters that have been Uncharted's Nathan Drake's love interests. If you can name both, you'll get credit for both. I can see the frustration in Justin's eyes. Like, what the hell? I know I got the second one wrong, but I'm ready. Oh, uh, you just you can get credit for one if you get one right. Yeah, I got one at least. Okay. Ready? Jack? Ready. You, all right, let's see it. Shout out to the queen right here. Dolly Parton, Chloe, and... Ellie and Chloe and Nadine. Uh, Jay, you got both. Adam, you got one of them. Okay. Chloe's best girl, by the way. Way better than Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. The classic Atari 2600 game controller had how many buttons? Ready. 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 Let's see it. One, one, two. Justin and Jay. <laughs> Justin, did you have an Atari 2600? I did. Oh. I was playing games back then. I haven't played this Uncharted bullshit, whatever this is. <laughs> I was doing in 1990, so Atari was already out before I was born. <laughs> it was around before most of us were born. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. This was the first gaming console to ship with an internal memory of a storage of a whopping 32 kilobytes. Basically, it's the first console to have an internal memory. I got no idea on this one. Mm. I'm locked in, but I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm guessing, but yeah, I think I'm wrong. All right. Well, let's see what you got. Dreamcast, Xbox, and Jaguar. Those are all wrong. It was the Sega Saturn. Oh, Saturn! I forgot. About Very Saturn. close. All right. Next question: What is the best-selling video game of all time? Not franchise, but game. Ah, wait. Ready? Wait. I also know number two if I can get extra credit. Uh, I don't All right. I I'm don't ready. have that. <laughs> you good, Jay? Ready. All right. Let's see it. Pitfall. We. <laughs> what did you write, Jay? We Sports. We Sports and Tetris. It is Minecraft. My, oh, my son's going to kill me. I think I Tetris is in the top three at least. I saw that. I think it's Minecraft, Tetris, and PUBG. If I'm, or no, Grand Theft Auto 5. That might be correct, but you're all wrong. Yeah. Next question. In 2010, this military branch group created the Condor Cluster, a supercomputer built using the off-the-shelf commercial components, including over 1,700 PlayStation 3s. So what military branch? Ready. Ready? Ready. All right. Air Force, Air Force, Air Force. All three of you got it. Yeah, baby. If anyone's going to be creative, it's going to be the Air Force. It's it's certainly not the Marines or the Army. <laughs> I figured it was probably for the space program. It might have been. That's possible. All right, next question. Which video game holds the record for having the highest budget ever to produce with an estimated budget of $256 million? Justin, if you write ET, I'm going to drop you. Oh, uh, need a new paper. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Uh, no idea. It's one of two things, and I wrote one of them down, I believe. All right, let's see it. Halo R2-D2? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, Red Dead, okay. <laughs> All right, and what was yours, Justin? I put Final Fantasy VIII. Okay, uh, it was Grand Theft Auto V. And it was either Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead, yeah. Rockstar likes to spend money. All right, another old console question here. The Vetrix gaming console from 1984 was the first gaming console 
with this unique feature. Now I'm going to tell you there are three possible answers for this. The Vetrix gaming console. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm just, I have two guesses. I'm ready. I'm not going to. All right. Ready. Adam, what do you got? Cartridges controller. Okay. Cartridges and built in screen. Is that what you said, Jay? Yeah. Uh, built in screen is correct. There's also 3D viewing and light pen for drawing. During the production of GoldenEye 007, developers considered having players disconnect and reconnect this every time they wanted to reload the weapon in game. Ready. 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 All right. Controller, rumble pack, rumble pack. Jay and Adam got it. All right. In 1996, what fighting game did Best Buy remove from its shelves after an Arizona woman complained that her 11-year-old son had faithfully portrayed one of the game's golden shower urination fatality moves from a gorilla-like character? Oh. So think like a 95-96 era game. Ready. All right, ready. Ready. All right. MK2, Primal Rage, Mortal Kombat 2. Jay with Primal Rage. Same. I was guessing with the monkey thing. If you'd have said dinosaur, I would have also gotten it. Oh. <laughs> what was the name of the last game released as a physical cartridge for the Nintendo six, excuse me, for the Super Nintendo? And this happened in January of 2000. The last physical cartridge for the Super Nintendo. Ready. I'm ready. My handwriting is real bad, so I'll just read it to you after you look at it. Ready. Adam, what's yours? DK Country 2, Mario Sonic Olympics, and Just Dance. It was Fire Emblem Thracia 776. Mm. Thought it was an Olympic year. It was a chance. It was a better <laughs> guess than any of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> it was a smart guess. It just wasn't right. All right. Uh, and last question. The protagonist in Grand Theft Auto Vice City was voiced by which actor? Big name actor. Yeah. Can't guarantee I got the spelling right, but I think I've got if it. If I can read it, I'll accept it. I know I have it wrong, but I know who it is. That's it. Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. It was Ray Liotta. It's some Italian guy, right? It's some Italian guy. <laughs> Get out of here. I knew it was a famous Italian actor. I can't remember Ray Liotta. <clears throat> Justin, you came in third with six points. <laughs> Adam, you came in second with nine. And Jay, yes. with a total of a lot of points. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are proud to present to you our new Cretans Guild champion, three-time champion, Jay from SquarePegs. Justin, I thank you for keeping Goldie warm for me. Sometimes you have to let something go and you bring it back to know it's truly yours. I welcome any challengers, but I want it to be non-bullshit challenges where I am thrown into a Royal Rumble I had no knowledge of. No opinion on, no belief towards, no business being in. It was a sham. The title never should have left, but I'm happy to be your first ever three-time champ. The champ is back. Goldie's mine. She goes nowhere. And again, this championship is an open championship. Anybody can challenge the champion at any time for any condition. So watch out, Jay. The people are going to come for you. Oh, I'm not worried about that. That's fine. No, I know you're not. I'm not, a, not afraid at all. I'm, I'm working towards Ric Flair's record right now. So <laughs> you got a while. Well, you have to lose it to get there. Like, yeah, that's forget true. about that part of it. You know, it's, it's great to be the 16 time champ, but he's also a 15 time loser. Yeah. Well, 16 time because he's 16. not still the champion. So, yeah, which is fine, which is fine. And, and you know, it, it is one thing to lose a belt, but it's another thing to get it back. And, you know, it's, it knows where it belongs. It knows where it's supposed to be. And it's supposed to be here with me. And that's all that matters. Humble. No, no. Never had a problem with humility. Never believed in it. <laughs> it was a short love affair with Goldie on my side, but I can tell you she never had it as good as she had it with me. And maybe someday we'll have a second fling. I'm always down to challenge you again, Jay, or any of the future champions, and then give you your shot to get your Ric Flair, you know, record eventually. 
I, I welcome any challenges you can bring to me, Justin. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Justin, thank you for joining us for this. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad you it were able fun. to make time. Appreciate oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Justin, go ahead and pimp your stuff. Sure. So we're the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. I do this podcast every Monday morning with my wife and two kids. We talk all Disney stuff and have a great time doing it. And we'd love for you to follow us on Twitter at Morning Monorail. We're Monday Morning Monorail everywhere else. Visit our website, mondaymorningmonorailpodcast.com. Thanks so much, guys. It's been a pleasure being here. And while it's it's a sad, you know, a sad occasion, this was still a really good time. Well, you were you were a spectacular champion, Justin. All joking aside, I do I do talk a good game, but I do uh, love the open challenges we have, and it is always nice to have someone from a great show like yours to represent the belt. So thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you. All right. So that guys is going to wrap the show. Bob, thank you for that. Proud to be the first three-time champion. Uh, and we'll hold the belt with distinction. Adam, what the hell, man? I'm giving you two major shots here and you've blown both of them. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's got to be stipulations that I'm, you know, I'm a hardcore guy. So I got to have that kind of a stipulation and then I'll, I'll be able to. All right. There's you know, more that chances. Hill. That's fair. That's fair. All right, guys. So uh, like I said, that is going to wrap the show. Uh, we do have a Patreon page. So if you are able and willing to give, it does help. Uh, we put a lot of exclusive content over there and Bob is constantly doing stuff where there's something where you are able to earn a physical reward for your contribution to the show. So please do look us up on Patreon. And if you are able to give, we would appreciate it. Uh, tpublic.com, search Cretans Guild. It's all one word and find our designs there. Uh, and if you happen to find that and you want to look it up, you can look up the Square Peg site and get some of my merch. Not that you can see me pimping the shirt since this is an audio podcast, but uh, <laughs> go yeah. to the YouTube and watch yeah, the video. Go, go to YouTube and watch the video. Exactly. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Be sure to follow Skipper Bob's Breakdowns on YouTube. That is where Bob does all of his Orlando lifestyle vlogs, and they are fucking fantastic. Uh, it is one of my favorite channels, all joking aside. I know I have to say that because he's my friend, but like, no joke. I, I tell people about the show all the time and watch it because I love it. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube at Square Pegs, where we do video games and toy reviews. We are, of course, somehow still part of the Podfix Network. <laughs> Uh, and to all of our followers, new and old, we say welcome to the guild and follow us on Tout. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Oh, we almost forgot that. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. If we never forget the tout. Always no. got to pimp the tout. Always.